Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. When you say metaverse, it's very web three, right? But we could probably agree that the biggest audience are still on the web two side of things. So I think the, the, the best product would be something where users who comes in from Web 2 or Web 3, they wouldn't know when transaction or something happened on blockchain or outside of blockchain, off-chain, on-chain, right? Because for them, that should be seen from the UI UX standpoint. That was O from Altava, a fashion startup that's imagining fashion for the metaverse. More from him in just a moment. Welcome to First Mover on Coindesk. I'm Jen Sinassi. I'm so happy to have you here on this show. You get all of your top news headlines and interviews with industry heavy hitters. Let's take a look at what's uh, going on in the news. Bitcoin remains in the green. It's flying high, up over 3% as of 9 a.m. Eastern time. And the Coindesk 20 index is up over 6% in the same time period. It looks just green across the board as it has been for the duration of this week. So what's driving excitement? If you're new here, a lot of folks are saying it's excitement around the spot. Bitcoin ETFs, you know, a lot of big names are interested in what's going on with the spot Bitcoin ETFs. And one of those big names is Morgan Stanley. They are said to be evaluating spot Bitcoin ETFs for their brokerage platform. That's according to sources. Now, the arrival of broker dealers like Morgan Stanley and large registered investment advisor networks, RIAs, could bring more investment into the new product and drive the price even higher. So we'll have to wait and see who who the next big interested Wall Street party is. Now, on the other side of the equation, the number of Bitcoin held by crypto miners has dropped to the lowest level since July 2021. Bitcoin being held in wallets that are tied to crypto miners has declined by more than 8,400 this year. Now, why is this happening? Some are saying that the impending reward halving and the dry season in China could explain why miners are running down their coin stashes. Uh, The next Bitcoin halving, the fourth Bitcoin halving, is expected to take place in April. And lastly, the SEC is objecting to Terraform's $166 million retainer of the law firm Denton's. Now, the agency is saying that money was siphoned off into an opaque slush fund for its lawyers, which could have gone to investors and creditors. Terraform Labs and its founder, Do Kwon, 
you'll remember, are currently facing a trial in the U.S. from the SEC regarding the collapse of TerraUSD. The SEC is now saying that Terraform intended to avoid paying a future judgment, which is why it sent millions to Denton's. All right, let's talk about the metaverse now. This next company is at the forefront of fashion and tech and recently debuted its open beta for fashion enthusiasts. And joining us now is Altava CMO Tong Srinun. Oh, welcome. Thanks for having me. Nice job on the name. Thank you. It's always great when I can pronounce our guests' names correctly. So thank you for helping me before the show. Uh, but let's talk all about Altava. We're mixing fashion with technology and you've de just debuted a platform that makes it a lot easier to create digitized versions of fashionable items. Talk to me about Altava. Yeah. Um, well, where do we start? Um, because Altava itself, you know, we have three versions, I, I like to say. So in our short history of five years, we went through three iterations. So we could talk about the current one, which is AI centric, or we can start from the beginning. Uh, which version like? Let's start from the beginning. Talk to me about the different versions and how you ended up where we are here today. Well, um, if you can entertain me, I, <laughs> I would compress the five years into, uh, you know, maybe a couple minutes. Thank so, you. Um, Altava, we started out as a fashion tech, you know, in a fashion tech incubator program uh, under LVMH, La Maison de Startup. Um, I think most people know LVMH as one of the biggest luxury goods conglomerate in the world. And most probably have no idea that they actually have a fashion tech startup incubator and, and actually we came from that, right? And the company started out focusing on avatar system and virtual try-on system. So that's actually where we came from. And I would say like late 2021, um, we at the height or in the midst of the bull, second crypto bull run, right? Um, I think we started to take a look at the Web3 space seriously and we decided to dive into it because when we look at the metaverse, a lot of the foundational piece that was being developed for it, we are already doing that a couple of years ago, you know, when we started out. So we see that it's such a natural like evolution of where we were to where we should be at that time, which is the metaverse. So um, we uh, become a metaverse company and we build our own fashion, uh, luxury fashion metaverse, you know, using our avatar system, using our virtual try-on system, right? And, because of our relationship with that VMH and our co-founders, a uh, tight relationship with that group, we were able to get, you know, a lot of big brands like Prada, Balmain, Burberry, Armani, just to name a few, and digitize their catalogs into 3D assets so that, you know, people can play around with the avatar and try different hairstyles, different outfits. So that's kind of where we were and the metaverse itself is called Worlds of You and it's actually still available today on uh, Apple Play Store and sorry, Google Play Store and Apple App Store. Um, fast forward to 2023, April of last year, <clears throat> um, we start to get a lot of requests from other virtual worlds to, because um, sometimes I take for granted um, our connection to the luxury fashion uh, industry but it's actually a, a quite an, kind of almost like a mafia. They're like a clique 
you know, so you're either in or you're not in. And fortunately, our co-founder, Elizabeth, um, she's actually in the clique. So, um, you know, so we kind of, then people start to come and say, hey, look, we like for you guys to also help to bring some of those uh, you know, luxury fashion items into our world, right? Because we try to contact product, we try to contact these different brands and with no luck. So, um, you know, we thought, oh, that's an interesting, you know, opportunity, right? So, and we started to get a lot of those, um, but we are also a startup too. So, you know, we have limited resource and we start to build our own in-house tools, um, you know, which is actually based on generative AI, which we customize, right? So that's kind of, that was like the genesis of Altava AI platform today. And, you know, so we, and then at one point we realized that, hey, this pain point that a lot of these virtual worlds have, you know, if we create something at the platform level that not only them, but, you know, just any designer can utilize, you know, we can really democratize the process. And that's kind of where, how, how Altava AI platform came to be. I want to talk about the democratization of the process. You know, you mentioned that the luxury fashion world is very much a click and no matter how great your ideas are, I think that some designers find themselves outside of that click. Talk to me about how technology can help democratize fashion and is there a way to break these clicks down with platforms like this? Um, uh, I, I, I would partially say yes. Um, so let me take a stab at it because again, right. Um, because our co-founder, she's in that click. So we basically have that instant credibility when we talk to them. So right away, there's a trust factor, right? They kind of know, they kind of know, we know what they want. So basically they already have that trust from the beginning, right? So then it's just a matter of figuring out the solution for them. And when I say them, I mean the luxury fashion brands. So I, you know, what we hope to do is that um, we use our platform to basically bring these brands into it and then try to use the same platform to connect the brands to, you know, these independent designers, you know, and, and we could kind of start, you know, perhaps with different kind of campaign and, you know, type things to kind of get that side used to how these things work and hopefully they'll see the benefits and perhaps that will become the bridge for them to you know use do more engagement with the community moving forward so so we, we hope we can do our part in that sense right? talk to me about the users of this platform you mentioned some pretty big names Burberry, Prada, Balmain and creating digital uh, versions of some of the items how much do people actually want these items? What kind of user base are you seeing um, interested in this? Actually, you know, what's interesting is that when you look at virtual world, it has been around a long time, right? Well before Metaverse, I would say like 20, 30 you know, plus years. Um, and surprisingly, virtual world that focus on women audience actually have a pretty large audience in, in that regard and and when just like real world every time we put out new collections from brands versus you know the stuff that we create ourselves for example we always see that the usage skew toward unknown brands right because i guess for some of these 
people they realize that hey you know in the real real world let's say a product bag may cost him a thousand two thousand dollars and then dress may cost him a couple thousand but at least in this world they can kind of try it on and you know without uh paying a lot less than they would in the real world for example so i surprisingly I, you know i think the the the, the usage pattern does reflect the real world to a certain degree. What platforms can we look to to kind of inform what the metaverse might look like in the future? And I ask that because whenever I think the ideas that I hear on this show are are far-fetched, I think about platforms like Roblox and Fortnite, and I see that the things we're talking about, the foundation is already being laid. So I'm curious uh, what platforms you look to as you build towards this future where we're spending more of our lives online? Um, so I think Roblox and Fortnite are definitely the right answer. But in addition to those, I would say um, the platforms that we actually really looked at, it would be things like VRChat, uh, TikTok, and Snap. So actually with our platform, uh, people can create something as great as items for you know platforms like let's say Fortnite, but of course that requires more skill sets. But at the lower level of the spectrum, they can create, let's say, a VR filter you know, for use on Snapchat or TikTok or objects inside VR chat. And eventually, Apple Vision Pro, because there's a commonality there. So, so those, I think those actually are something that is even more a telltale sign because that's a consumer level of, you know, where people just really engage with each other kind of constantly right so so i, I would say that the first two that you mentioned plus those three in addition you know we talk about creators and i look at some of the creators that come from the traditional art world the digital art world and a big conversation that we have here is one around um a lot of creators who come from different backgrounds and cultures being locked out of the more established traditional um, aspects of art and fashion. Do you think that technology like AI and blockchain uh, open a door, create a pathway for those who have previously not been able to participate in these worlds to get their toes wet and create a name for themselves? It's not an end-all-be-all solution because at the end of the day, AI and blockchain are still tools. So I think what's perhaps it's more important is platform, let's say like ours, and hopefully we're not the only one, right? That understand that ecosystem composed of creators, brands, um, and platforms like, you know, other platforms and other virtual worlds where they can create their goods and distribute and sell to those uh, worlds or get their goods that they create and show that to the brands. So ideally, there'll be a platform that can connect these key uh, stakeholders. And I think that's probably even more important than AI and the blockchain itself. Because otherwise, if you are just AI and blockchain, you create a free assets. What's next, right? Because I, I think we are trying to be that last mile for them. You could say that. The metaverse became popular during the last bull market, during the bear. Uh, the conversations around metaverse became a little bit more muted than some of the conversations we were having about other technologies. But it looks like we're heading into another bull cycle. What do you think the narrative around metaverse is going to be as we head into the next bull market? There's always two extremes, right? So when things are great, 
you know, is the best thing since sliced bread. When things are bad, it's just disastrous. But I think truth is somewhere in between and same for this cycle. I, I, I think, but I think we kind of perhaps have to move away from metaverse in a sense that because when you say metaverse is very web three, right? But we could probably agree that the biggest audience are still on the web two side of things. So I think the, the, the best product would be something where users who comes in from web two or web three, they wouldn't know when transaction or something happened on blockchain or outside of blockchain, off-chain, on-chain, right? Because for them, that should be seamless from the UI UX standpoint. And I think same thing with virtual worlds. In an ideal situation, right, um, they play virtual world and there are certain parts of the blockchain thing happen, let's say tokenization of certain things or on-chain transaction. Hopefully that can be so seamless that they don't feel that, right? And I think that would be a really ideal situation. So, um, so I think that the next iteration of the metaverse, at least in my opinion, would be something of that nature. Okay, I want to talk about some of the features now in Altava. Uh, two of them are text to 3D and image to 3D features. Tell me a little bit more about how folks can use the platform to create cool digital fashion items? First of all, it's very easy. You just go to altava.com and right there and then you see three, uh, you see uh, image to 3D and you see text to 3 prompt, right? So keep in mind that this is still very much an open offer, we like to call it. So it's still work in progress, but the most mature function that we offer today would be image to 3D. So with image to 3D, as the name imply, right? You upload any image that you have and within a certain amount of time, the AI will then create like a 3D iteration of that. The difference, you know, the, the question that may arise, like, how's that, let's say, different from other generative AI like Midjourney, right? Or ChatGPT, right? Because those guys, and you can also generate maybe some kind of image output. But I think in our case, um, we emphasize the term 3D, real 3D meaning that the 3D object that's generated from the image, you can actually then upload that into a 3D program and actually work on that asset immediately. So I think that's what makes it, you know, really, uh, I, I, it, we were one of the first out of the gate as far as I know. So that's something that we're quite proud of. Oh, thank you so much for joining the show today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. We've talked all about Bitcoin. We even went to the metaverse. But now it's time to talk about meme coins. Let's take a look at the chart of the day. The chart of the day is presented by Crypto.com, the leading crypto platform trusted by over 80 million users worldwide. Dogecoin bullish bets have reached a record $1 billion. Doge tokens were up as much as 40% before giving back some gains as Bitcoin rallied to over $63,000. Open interest or the amount of unsettled bets on Doge futures increased over 54% since Wednesday, according to Coinglass data, setting a lifetime record of $1 billion in bets involving the tokens. An increase in open interest means that new or extra money is entering the market Data shows 70% of traders are long on Doge, expecting it to go 
higher. Some in crypto circles say that meme tokens may be more attractive to retail investors as the bull market continues, mainly due to their relevance in pop culture, low unit bias, and familiarity. That is a wrap for First Mover today. Thank you to our guest, O, for joining us. I love talking about fashion and technology. As a note, sometimes we edit interviews on First Mover for clarity and length. In the meantime, you can get all of your crypto updates on Coindesk.com and check out Markets Daily on the Coindesk Podcast Network. I also host that show. We bring you all of your top markets headlines every single morning. I'm Jensen Assey. We'll see you tomorrow.